Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to Past, the podcast about those who would never rule. I'm Veronica Fortune. And this week's episode is Midpoint Catch-Up. I hope you're all enjoying the midweek informative episodes. Please send me any feedback you have. I really want to make this useful and fun for all of you. This week, I'll be catching you all up on the timeline of the Hundred Years' War after our visit to Brittany. Plus, I'm sure we all need a refresher after the holidays. I found two great academic papers to help with this and the following episode. Who Were the Marmosets by John Bell Henneman Jr. and The French Monarchy in Crisis, 1392-1415, The Political Role of the Dauphin, Louis of France, Duke of Guienne, by Richard Carl Famigoletti. Quickly before I continue, I will pronounce the word Dauphin incorrectly throughout this. It's a word I struggle with. I am working on the pronunciation. So to my French-speaking listeners, I do apologize. When we left the sons of Edward III, Henry IV had usurped his cousin, Richard II, with a tiny bit of help from their uncle Edmund in 1399. Richard II had been married to Isabella of Valois, who was 10 at the time of his deposition. And you may also remember that Isabella was the daughter of the French king, Charles VI. Her marriage had been arranged to establish peace between the two countries. This makes sense after the start of this period. After his ascension and the death of Richard II in 1400, Henry IV suggested that Isabella marry his oldest son and heir, Henry of Monmouth, sometimes referred to as Hal, thanks Shakespeare. Isabella turned down this match. She had really appreciated her husband, who, despite his poor record at being a king, was actually really kind to most of the women in his life. The French court also declined this suggestion. Over in France, Isabella's father, Charles VI, had been king since 1380. He had succeeded to the throne at only 11 years old. Sound familiar? Unlike Richard II, Charles's uncles did act as his regents. Interestingly, Charles had three surviving uncles at the time of his coronation, at least paternal uncles. These three men, or their sons, will come up a lot in the next episode, so I want to make sure to introduce them here. Remember, all of these men were at the Battle of Poitiers. The oldest, Louis, Duke of Anjou, will pretty much leave this story as soon as he enters, dying in 1384. 
He claimed the kingdom of Naples, but was unsuccessful and died on his way to press his claim. Louis was the son who had been traded as a hostage on his father's behalf, who escaped. This led John II to return to England, where he would die. Louis's oldest son, also named Louis, would inherit the claim to Naples. While the House of Anjou wasn't as active as the other houses I'll be going through next, they're important to remember. Next came John, Duke of Berry. He would be the hostage son of John II, who didn't escape. He was moderately active as a regent in Charles VI's early reign, but he would become much more active when Charles had his first attack of mental illness. John would convince his nephew and great-nephew not to be present at the Battle of Agincourt. The power of the final uncle cannot be understated. Philip, Duke of Burgundy, while the youngest, was likely the most powerful of Charles's uncles. He would earn the sobriquet, the bold, at the age of 14, and chart a course to eventually see Burgundy almost create a kingdom of its own to rival France. I'm not joking when I say I have to stop myself from getting distracted by the Burgundians. This family is a fascinating, huge what if. <laughs> you may remember that Philip was captured with his father at the Battle of Poitiers. I have no doubt that he was already his father's favorite at this point, but sticking with his dad until they were both taken shows a level of confidence his brothers lacked. His oldest son, John the Fearless, yes, the Burgundians really did Subriquet's well, will also play an important role in the upcoming episode. So remember his name. For more on the Burgundians, please, please check out Grand Dukes of the West podcast. It is excellent. There was one more regent who I should mention, Louis, Duke of Bourbon. This Louis was the brother of Charles VI's mother, and it's through their shared father, Peter, Duke of Bourbon, that Charles VI, as well as his mother and maternal uncle, likely inherited their mental illnesses. These issues wouldn't impact any of Charles VI's children, but would greatly impact on his grandchildren. While we left England in 1399-1400, I need to roll back the clock a bit further in France to better give an idea of what our next two subjects were facing. The first eight years of Charles VI's rule were controlled by his regents. He was a child, after all. They financially abused their position and were politically focused on their own aims, not helping France. Charles married Isabeau of Bavaria in July of 1386. They would have 12 children together, seven who would survive into adulthood, including the subjects of the next episode, Louis and John. By 1388, when Charles VI took power, he would already have had an uphill battle restoring French prestige had he not had any complications. Sadly, he had a huge complication. In 1392, on his way to Amen, to meet with Henry Bolingbroke, Charles VI became unwell. He was bedridden for a month from the 7th or 8th of April with what could have been typhoid fever. Later that year, his mental illness would begin to emerge. And after this message, you'll hear more. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, even today, the full understanding of the causes of mental illness aren't known. For example, those with a predisposition to schizophrenia are shown to be more at risk if they, say, smoke marijuana. But plenty of people smoke marijuana without any ill effects, and plenty of people have schizophrenia without ever having smoked. So typhoid fever could have caused Charles' symptoms to begin, but he had to be predisposed in the first place. He did have a strong family history on his mother's side. It can actually be traced back at least three generations. Charles's only sibling to survive into adulthood, his brother Louis, didn't show signs of the same mental health issues. Charles's issues, though, didn't appear immediately after his illness. It took a few weeks. On the 13th of June, an attempt was made on the life of the Constable of France, Oliver de Clisson, by Pierre de Cran. Charles considered this an insult to both him personally and the prestige of the French crown. Crown was a royal chamberlain, so had been in a trusted position. He was banished and his house was destroyed. <laughs> he took refuge with the Duke of Brittany, at this time John IV, sometimes referred to as John V, the son of John of Montfort and Joanna of Flanders from last week's episode. It appears that Charles might have been hoping Creon's banishment would lead to his death, so the Bretons harboring him did not please the king. Charles set off with his army and two of his uncles to try to fix this oversight. Oh, and since I know you're all worried, Clisson survived and would live another 15 years. Now, this decision might have been the first minor sign that something was wrong with the king, but the first obvious event came in early August. From the French monarchy in crisis, quote, The king began to utter silly words and make gestures unbecoming of the royalty, as if he were not of sound mind, End quote. The king sent knights ahead to ask the Duke of Brittany for a crown. 
The duke responded that he had left already. The king refused to believe this, even though his uncles agreed that it was certainly true. A few days later, after setting off from Le Mans, the king was followed by a beggar who told him, quote, Go no further, great king, for you are to be quickly betrayed, end quote, and eventually grabbed the reins of the king's mount. The beggar was hit and chased off, and the group continued. Charles VI rode in front of his troops with two pages. One of these pages dropped his spear onto the other's helmet, and this sound seems to have set off the king. He quickly pulled his sword and shouted, Advance! Advance on these traitors! The traitor he was aiming at was his brother, Louis, Duke of Orléans, who, despite having his own agenda, does not actually appear to have betrayed his own brother. At least not yet. <laughs> Charles killed five men before breaking his sword with a heavy blow. His favorite chamberlain was finally able to tackle the king from behind to stop his attack. He didn't recognize his uncles or his brother when they finally approached and had to be returned to Le Mans in a litter. This was just a small taste of things to come. Charles would struggle with episodes throughout his entire life. His regency would be handled by his wife, his uncles, his brother. Eventually, his brother's control of the regency would lead to rumors that Louis of Orléans was actually the queen's lover. Hence that betrayal thing. The French king's mental illness would have been the perfect time for the English to try their hand at again claiming the French throne. Richard II wouldn't have given it a go due to the French king being his father-in-law. By 1399, though, England had a new king. Sadly for Henry IV, despite being ready for battle, he was forced to stick to England to protect his claims. Plus, he was rather unwell for the final years of his reign. This delayed the resumption of war between the two countries until Henry V came to the throne of England. And this is where I'll be stopping for now. Henry V became king in 1413 at the age of 26. His attempt to gain the French throne using his great-grandfather's claim will play a major role in the lives of Louis and John. So without further delay, you'll get to hear all about these two next. As in, the next episode is going to be available right after this one. <laughs> so don't wait till next week. It's there waiting for you. Thank you for listening to Past. I can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PastPod. That's P-A-S-S-E-D-P-O-D. Please feel free to email me at PastPod at gmail.com. I have a Patreon that can be found at patreon.com forward slash PastPod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.